The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Their double fried chicken sandwiches at Fry the Coop can make you have feelings, intense feelings. The spicy butter one will make you feel happiness. Yeah, that's right, happiness. Fry the Coop, the best chicken sandwiches ever. And now the Black and Abdallah podcast. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. On a Thursday night, we're on till 8 o'clock. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We do have Bears news for you as we hit the air at 7 o'clock. About an hour ago at 6, Ian Rappaport was on the NFL Network, and he said, quote, no surgery coming for Justin Fields. Said that about an hour ago. So, uh, you know, th- what he then said in his report is that it's going to come down to grip strength for Justin Fields on when he will be able to play next. Uh, we're not expecting him to play this weekend against the Raiders, but I think that's good news that Rappaport is saying on the NFL network that no surgery is coming for Justin Fields. He said that about an hour ago on the NFL network. I, that's very good for Justin Fields. I think it's very good. For the Bears, because you need more time to figure out what you're going to do with Justin Fields, and hopefully he only misses this week, maybe next week. You know, if Bajan goes out this week and performs well, then I, I don't think you're going to have a quarterback controversy. I don't care how good Tyson Bajan plays. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, if he plays really well, there's going to be a quarterback controversy. Maybe maybe on if the phones. If he plays really well. Maybe on the no, phones. No, if he plays really well and they start winning games and he... Uh, releasing the ball quickly in the pocket and okay. moving the offense forward, you could see that. But you can't see that at all. I will tell you right now that when Justin is healthy, he's going to play. Yeah, he's the starter. That's my point. He's the guy. There's no I'm, controversy. What I'm saying, you said that there's no way. There's there no, is a way. There isn't. If he played well, nope. there's a way. Doesn't matter. Has well, Justin Fields played well in every game could, he's played? Not every game. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if Tyson Bajan goes out there and plays really well, and he makes quick decisions in the pocket. He's Doesn't matter. The football down the field. They score points. Doesn't matter. I could see a situation where in this season, if he played well, there could be a controversy. I don't think he's going to be in there long enough for, to necessitate that. If if Fields is back in two weeks, then you were going to say, "Oh, well, he played. Uh, he played well for two games. Okay, cool, good for him." Like Justin, you got to decide on Justin Fields this year. Of course you do. So you need as many games as possible. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but this Bajan head coach does. also needs to win. Oh, I understand that. Like, that's the other thing is that you're working, you have two forces working against themselves in some aspects because, yes, you need Fields out there to figure out what he is for the future. You have to make a decision after the season, fifth-year option, is he coming back, long-term extension, that whole thing. I get that. But also, you have a head coach who, if he loses out, he will not return. Yeah. And chances are, he'll never get a chance to be a head coach again in the National Football League. Probably not. Therefore... If Tyson Bajan goes out there and plays well, I could see a situation if he plays well. Nope. You have to listen to what I'm saying. He has to play well. I understand that. I'm not positive that that's necessarily going to happen. There could be a controversy here if that's the case. There won't be. I'm telling you there won't be. I'm telling you the field is healthy. He's playing. I don't care how Bajan plays. That's not matter. how the world works. It is how the world works. It's a results business. Okay, cool. They have to win games. All right. 
if okay, so here's the scenario. Let me let me paint this picture. Right here we go. Yeah, here's the deal. Go ahead. Beijing Leonardo. goes out there. He plays this week, mm-hmm. next week. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so, mm-hmm. but they win two games. Mm-hmm. They win two games. So so okay, but the ball out of his hand quickly. They're moving the football down. He's not taking sacks. Fields healthy comes back three weeks from now. Looks terrible. Mm-hmm. You think that they're just going to let him be terrible That's a different, situ- that's a different, that's situa- a different situation. Yes, it is. That's absolutely this season. Is. No, it's not. That's exactly what we're talking no, about no, no, this no, no, season. No. That's a different situation. No. That means Fields comes back and still looks bad. I'm saying that I don't care how Bajan plays these next two, three games, whatever it is. When Fields is healthy, he's going to come back and play. Yeah, they're he's not- the starter. That's my point. But my point is it's not out of the realm of possibilities that... That he gets benched at some point? No, that if Beijing is is good, that that's a conversation we're going to have. That's what we're debating right now. That's what I... We're not debating what the depth chart is at this moment. He's going to come back and play. If he plays poorly, then sure. Maybe you have... Maybe they say... Maybe they bench him. If he goes out there and throws three picks in a game and has five sacks and they're all his fault... Sure, I could see them making a change after that, but they're going to give him every opportunity to come back and play and prove that he's worthy of whatever, and if he's not, then you move on at the end of the year. I agree that they're going to give him the opportunity. My point of view is that if Beijing goes out there and it looks totally different Mm -hmm. because of the decision-making that the quarterback is, is having through the game, then I could see the argument being made that he gives them a better chance to win because the coaching staff needs to get wins. Yeah, that's a different... I don't think this coaching staff is going to make it if they don't get wins here down the stretch. That's a different scenario than I'm painting. I'm painting that he goes out and throws... But you are arguing with me saying that there's no chance. There is a chance that that could happen. If he comes back and plays poorly... Very poorly. Of course. Well, yes, and Bajan has to play well. Yeah. Both have to happen. But I don't think in the next two games it's going to change anything about field status is the point I was making. Like, the next two games, Bajan plays well. It doesn't matter. Fields is coming back. Fields is a starter. He's coming back. They have a decision to make. They have to. What if Bajan looks really good this weekend? Nope, doesn't matter. What if they score 35 points? Cool. Good for them. It's the Raiders. They suck. Okay, what about next week? Chargers aren't that great either. But what if what if Justin Fields isn't quite ready? His grip strength isn't quite well, there. Well, that's different. That's an injury. Okay, but he's not there, so Bajan gets a second crack at it. What okay. if he's really good? Cool. I think if that's the case, if he is really good, there could be a controversy. I don't think so. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen because I, I just think that that Listen, it'll uh, be good for us that because that we'll have happen. people calling in, talking about baguettes and putting them in and whatnot. That's well, fine. I understand that. That's going to happen. Yeah, the baguette guy. That's just yes. good content for us. Yeah, but no, I, I don't know see that. the Bears. The Bears will put Fields back out there. Well, here's the other. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you yeah. something. This baguette guy, this backup quarterback. Here, here's the other thing with, with Bajan. Uh, we're, we're, we're suggesting that hopefully he plays well. Well, how are you going to play well when it seems as if your Yee. entire offensive line is injured? Yeah. Uh, so he, here's the deal. The injury report from today, week seven against the Raiders mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Here's what we have. Nate Davis today, his ankle injury, did not practice yesterday, did not practice today. I'm going to say not going to play this weekend. I think he, I think that's the way to go. I think he will not play. Uh, Justin Fields today, we knew, didn't practice yesterday, not did not practice today. <laughs> uh, not expected to play this weekend because of the grip strength. But like we said uh, just seven minutes ago on the NFL Network an hour ago, Ian Rappaport is saying that no surgery is coming for Justin Fields. Darnell Wright, shoulder injury, limited yesterday, 
did not practice today. Oof, he went fuck. backwards on the injury report. That's not good. That's not good. So you have Wright, you have Davis, both possibly missing this game, and you have a bunch of question marks at center. Mm-hmm. Can't snap the football at all. And then also on the injury report, Roshan Johnson still not practicing from the concussion yeah, from two playing. weeks ago. That's a that's that's a problem. He's not playing. Eddie Jackson foot injury limited yesterday. Did not practice today. That's not good either. Didn't, didn't regressed. Regressed going backwards on the injury report. Not, probably not going to play. So so that's what we have here uh, as the Bears head into this Raiders game. So if we say we hope Tyson Bajan can do something against the Raiders, this offensive line. Tell me what you're going to do with this offensive line. If Darnell writes out. If Nate Davis is out, both of your guard and tackle on the right side out. Uh, Courtney Cronin today is saying that Tevin Jenkins was taking snaps at right guard during individual work, which would mean you would be moving Jenkins, who's been playing well since being back healthy, out of position to cover the right side. And what do you do at center with Whitehair, Lucas Patrick? This offensive line is a complete mess, with or without Justin Fields. This is a tall ask from a group that that is completely decimated by injury. I got two questions. Why do they keep messing with stuff? One, like, why are you moving Tevin Jenkins around? You have a backup. Jatiree Carter played well in the preseason when Nate Davis wasn't playing, and he held his own, and he was playing fine. I understand when Nate Davis was in there these last couple games, he he played well, at his position. Stop moving guys around. You have to Tyree Carter. And where's Doug Kramer? Doug Kramer was, has been a full participant in practice both days. Okay? And there's a little asterisk here on the, uh, the uh, injury report that's a designated to return from IR. Currently in his 21-day practice window. Yeah, so he may be um, available for the weekend. That's okay. possible. The Bears have done this before the, So with other players coming off I'm IR. Saying, why can't he? He's a center. Well, yeah, and, and so Courtney Cronin today up at Hallis Hall, she said that uh, after reporting the Tevin Jenkins taking snaps at right guard, that it would uh, it would make sense to put Cody Whitehair at left guard, Jenkins at right guard for one week to cover the missing pieces because Cody Whitehair has been a successful guard for the Bears in the past, so moving him off of center, which could help as well, and then you could utilize the the others at center. But th- this is a complete mess. I've heard Ryan Poles say before when talking about this in, in, the, in training camp, when he met the media, in his conversations on our air here, has said that when he before this was solidified as the offensive line when fully healthy, yeah. there were questions. Because we, remember, last offseason, going into the 2022 season, all we were talking about is the training camp updates were who was lining up where and who was doing this and where was Tevin Jenkins and he was playing here and playing there and all this kind of stuff. And the questions carried over into this year. And he said, we just want to put our best guys out there. Like we're putting our best linemen out there. We're putting our best five guys out there. Right. I understand that philosophy. I don't agree with it. You guys have, they have backups at that position for a reason. Jatiri Carter is the backup right guard. He should be playing right guard when Nate Davis isn't there. Cody Whitehair should not be snapping the football. He is a guard. He is a Pro Bowl guard. Let him be a guard. Okay? You have you drafted Doug Kramer. Let him be your center. 
Like, I don't understand why we keep shuffling dudes around when they have designated positions. The offensive line is a mess. In uh, the news that we brought to you about 10 minutes ago, uh, last hour on the NFL Network, Ian Rappaport reporting that no surgery uh, coming for Justin Fields. So that was a direct quote from Ian Rappaport about an hour ago on the NFL Network. So that's good news for Justin Fields. Uh, But this offensive line needs a lot of help. Heading into this Raiders game. We'll talk with the Fat Jack to preview the gambling weekend next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's Black and Abdallah, weeknights, 6 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We love the football season. It's time to get ready for the gambling weekend with the Fat Jack. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. The best football picks, give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. Go to his website now. Sign up today, FatJackSports.com, or you can call 800-298-1383. Jack, how'd you do last week? Yeah, I had a good week last week. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a retire week, but we won. We had a, a nice profit over the course of the week. Uh, two and zero Thursday, two and zero Friday. We lost a game and a half on Saturday. Went three and one on Sunday. Um, so a very good weekend. UFC won. Bases won over the weekend. Bases are on a twenty four and ten run. Those are free. So everybody's turning a profit. If you're on long term, if you sign up for one day, maybe you're winning. Maybe you're not. So. The key is consistent winning selections, guys. If you get them, email to you every day and play those plays. 26 in the last 27 years, those have turned you a profit. They're very inexpensive, especially for the longer packages, um, less than 100 bucks a week, or even through Halloween, 269 through Halloween. So basically, what is that, 130 a week or so to win money between now and the end of the month, or a lot less expensive for those longer packages. And the NBA gets going on Tuesday that we average about 60 games of profit in the in basketball every year. And those plays go out for about 20 bucks a week when you add them to your football package. So good time to get signed up. Breeders' Cup around the corner and much, much more at FatJackSports.com. Absolutely. And we've got a mm, decent game tonight. The line has been all over the place. It was as high as, you know, two and a half in some spots. But then Trevor Lawrence looks like he might play. So it's back down to Saints minus one and a half. A very low total, but we've seen the total go under. Totals, the unders were crazy last week in the NFL at 40 and a half. What do you think of this Thursday night football matchup tonight? Yeah. 13 and 2 last week, or 12, 2 and 1 to be to the under uh, this last week. I mean, that is basically if you bet under, auto bet under, you made a ton of money last week. Also, under 61% this year. So we're getting unders uh, more times than not. In primetime games, the unders 13 and 6 this year. So Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night type games. Um, New Orleans, 12 and 0 to the under their last 12. I mean, so it's a general public play, although the general public hates typically playing unders. But if you're going to play the game, that's the way to go. I mean, even if Trevor Lawrence plays, that injury is one of those that can flare up or re-aggravate very quick. So I wouldn't feel great about playing Jacksonville in this spot. New Orleans is really, really bad, especially as a favorite. Uh, Their quarterback is literally the second least profitable quarterback in recent history behind, uh, behind Jay Cutler. 
So, I mean, he literally does not cover as a favorite hardly ever. So, it's kind of a dog game. There's better plays in college for sure tonight. But if you're going to play it under, has to be the place you put your money based on everything. And the fact that you have to watch it, you don't want to play over and be mad every time they go three and out and punt the ball away. So, barring some defensive scores, the game probably goes under. So, I'd go under the total tonight. Boy, Jack, our Bears have been so disappointing this season. They face off against the Raiders, a game that will feature backup quarterbacks, the Raiders and the Bears. Is there any angle to this game, this matchup on Sunday? Yeah, you are Captain Obvious today. Yeah, they have definitely been a disappointment. I mean, the Chicago, Chicago Bears have disappointed just about everybody um, all season long. And now they've got injuries that we often get this time of year. Um, yeah, th- there's value, believe it or not, with the over, um, simply because you're going to get short fields. And so it takes fewer plays. People think just because you have backup quarterbacks. Like, like the line setters don't have TV sets. And they don't know that this Chicago are going to be playing with backups. Um, Chicago's gone over. Their defense has not been great consistently all year, but they've gone over five of the last six games. Um, they went under last week. I had under last week, uh, so that was an easy winner. Four and zero against the spread. Their last five in the series, Chicago is. So they have some, you know, some good feeling if you want to call it that. Um, this is kind of the murder Shiro game of the week, or the Walker Texas race. Some of you want to turn on something else. I mean, you probably want to walk the dog during most of this game. Even if you're a Bears fan, I would probably get there a little late and uh, bury my face in wings because not a lot of fun to watch. But look for some value. We're looking value right now. We're not talking about, you know, it's going to go over nine times out of ten. But if you're going to play the game, how both of these quarterbacks do in this situation on this given day, I think that's really hard to predict. But look for shorter fields. That requires few big plays to get the total over against the Bears defense, at least, that has been giving up some big plays. So I would go over the total in the Chicago-Las Vegas game. Probably the best game of the noon slate on Sunday is the Lions at the Ravens. The Ravens, a three-point home favorite here. The Lions have been playing as well as anybody have. A pretty low total, I think. I mean, I thought they would be be higher, but the Lions have a very good defense, as do the Ravens. Uh, 43.5 for this one. What do you think? Of, this is not the one. This is the exact opposite of that Walker, Texas Ranger game or whatever was on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, no, turn, turn in for this one. Uh, this one you're going to want to watch. So you need multiple TV sets for sure. Uh, De- Detroit's covered seven of their last eight on the road, so they typically get it done on the road. Baltimore not get that explosive offense that we kind of – and we were being predicted by OBJ and Lamar Jackson and how Andrews wasn't going to be the leading receiver preseason. All those type of things have not really come to fruition. But they have been winning still, and they're very close to exploding offense. They had, they've had signs of it at times. Um, five of the last six, and they just haven't put together a full game. Five of the last six Baltimore Ravens games have gone under the total. So probably uh, that would be where your, your first instinct might go. I actually like Baltimore. We talked about Detroit last week in where they are in power ranking versus the rest of the league. And I think what you guys were kind of alluding to, most of the gamblers are alluding to also. They see weakness in Baltimore, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Detroit is very easy to bet on, very likable coach. Uh, who's very profitable, by the way, um, uh, since he's been uh, since he's been uh, the head coach in Detroit. But I do think this is probably a spot where you get a better home team flexing their muscle. We see this every week. Teams and coming in, we think are pretty evenly matched, but one of them's kind of a weaker part of the schedule to this point, and they get a little, a little bit exposed. Cincinnati's had that happen. Cleveland had that happen. I think this is one of those. The home favorite is the better team, top to bottom. And they are, in my opinion, offensively really close to breaking out. So I'd go ahead and lay the points and play Baltimore. 
A game that I'm really looking forward to. I think it's the best matchup we've seen to date in this season, this young season. Dolphins at Eagles, Sunday night football, both teams 5-1. and one. What's your lean here, Jack, when we, when we look at this matchup? Should be really good on Sunday night. Uh, yeah, Baltimore, or excuse me, Miami's covered eight of the last nine games. I mean, they are, they are absolutely an easy team to bet on. They're kind of Kansas City from a couple years ago. Uh, lots of offense, lots of playmakers, uh, hard to defend. Um, but you get Philadelphia, and we talked last week about Philadelphia and San Fran where they, the anatomy of them losing their first game was absolutely on board last week, turning the ball over, going on the road, and or having some key injuries. We saw both of that, both of those undefeated teams that are undefeated no more. Um, the, the problem I'd have with Miami here, guys, is that Miami has not played anybody, uh, and their only tough game was at Baltimore, or excuse me, at Buffalo when they got blown, blown out. So who is this Miami team? Are they are they the team that's eight and one against the spread? Or are they a team that's beating up on weaker foes and when they step up in class, they're struggling a little bit. Philadelphia's got some injuries for sure. Um, they're going to have to play good defense. I like under the total in this game. I think that, that Philly's defense will show up. They will. They will. There's at least some value based on how good Miami's offense has been against inferior opponents. Philly's also covered four of the last six, so it's not like they're they're underachieving. Really, they just haven't put a lot of good games together. This last week, they were victim of four turn. When you go on the road, you turn the ball over four times. You're going to lose just about anybody, including Zach Wilson. So don't expect them to give the ball away as many times this week. I think Philly's the right side of the game based on step up in competition it's funny how this league seems to the complexion of it changes week in and week out don't be surprised if next week we're talking about how detroit might have been a little overvalued miami might we not might not want to just set our reservations just yet if we're dolphins fans for the super bowl and that these teams have a little more to prove in my opinion before we put them in that upper echelon this is absolutely a game to, that will be a litmus test for them and frankly where philly is after their run last year uh but i, I like philly minus the points and under the total I think a game here that might be a pros versus Joes is Kansas City at home against the Chargers. I feel like a lot of people are going to be on the Chiefs. I feel like the public's going to be on the Chiefs just because their name is the Chiefs and because of Patrick Mahomes. But besides the Bears game, the Chiefs have kind of struggled on offense uh, so far this season. Their defense has been playing pretty well, but it's their offense that hasn't looked right. They're, it's, they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Chargers. This is this a good spot to take the Chargers? Very astute of you, Adam. You're exactly right. I've been I mean, listening. Definitely... I've been listening to these interviews. Come on. <laughs> you've been listening and you've been watching. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, anytime you're playing a, a game when you have Kansas City, even when they are underachieving offensively, which, Adam, you, you pointed out so astutely, they, um, the value is going to be with the underdog. And if you have an underdog that lost last week, that doesn't hurt. Uh, Kansas City's offense has not gotten it done. They've been outperforming the market. They're four and two against the spread their last six. But the Chargers, like a lot of divisional underdogs, uh, they they typically do really well when they play in these divisional games. Chargers five and one against the spread their last six in the series. Uh, you're not. I'm not blaming Taylor Swift for the lack of offensive output, but I don't think she's helping at all. Look for another lower scoring game under the 49 and a half, and the Chargers plus the points definitely under is the right side. The Rams are three and three this season. They host the Steelers this weekend. Uh, are the Rams starting to get back into the form we saw two years ago when they won the Super Bowl? What, what should we make of this matchup, Steelers and Rams? Yeah, I, I think this is one of the more interesting ones. Vegas, a lot of times on these Sunday games, will tell you what they believe simply based on the line. How are you making Pittsburgh only a three-point underdog 
at the Rams. Rams 5-1 and one against the spread, the last six at home. Pittsburgh has been woeful offensively. Mike Tomlin uh, absolutely is going to have an opportunity to show us what he's made of off of a bye, getting things settled offensively. I think Pittsburgh is the right side, and so does Vegas. Um, and, and so to answer your question, no. The Rams have not beaten really anybody of substance except Seattle. They, that was their best win. Uh, they beat Arizona. Uh, one of their covers of their last thing you know, was that late field goal, controversial field goal against San Francisco. So this has been a team that's a little overinflated, in my opinion. Uh, Pittsburgh, though, it'll be hard for uh, the average guy to walk up to the window and bet them based on how they've looked. Mike Tomlin, incredible as an underdog over his career and not bad. You know, the, the recency re- of the last few games, not great. Mm-hmm. But even over the last three to five years, they do well as an underdog. So I, I like the Steelers plus the points in that one. A game that most of us here in uh, Illinois are probably going to get is the Packers heading to Denver to take on the Broncos. The Broncos, a one-and-a-half-point dog. I mean, they are just an absolute dumpster fire right now. Is there any chance that they find a way to win this game against the Packers? Well, yeah, I mean, how, again, how, who's walking up and betting Denver? I mean, who, who says, yeah, sign me up for that mess? Um, that worst defense in the league. Uh, which is interesting. When you talk about the Patriots, you talk about the Broncos, great coaches, at least we think they're great coaches, but their teams are lost on one side of the ball or the other. And we got to talk about Russell Wilson. He's been the face of failure up there. But their defense is as bad as it gets. Um, and on the opposite side, you get a Belichick and company. Their offense is as bad as it gets. So uh, I actually like Denver here. I do think they're at home. Green Bay is a little bit of fool's goal right now. They've been playing really bad competition for the most part. They can't throw the ball down the field. Jordan Love is not an accurate deep passer. That really shortens the field. Think red zone most of the time. I think Green Bay is going to be exposed over the next couple of weeks. So I think Bears fans, if they're not getting wins with backup quarterbacks against Las Vegas, there might be a little solace in the fact. Another one of those games, I don't know who wants to watch, by the way. But if you're going to have to watch it, you might as well win. De- Denver – Five and one against this. They've gone over five of their last six at home, and they've gone over nine of their last ten games. I would have a little trouble with the over because I'm not sure Green Bay can exploit that defense down the field, but I do think that creates a little value in Denver plus the points. Give me them uh, on Sunday. The 49ers are on the road on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. Uh, both uh, the Vikings come, coming off a win against the Bears, and the 49ers suffer their first loss of the season. I would expect San Francisco to bounce back. But I'm seeing a spread of around seven points right now. Can the 49ers on the road Monday night football cover that in Minnesota? This is going to be, listen, after last week, the, the books and myself had a great, great week last week, especially on Sunday. And if, say if this will be the game when guys already are thinking about quitting gambling for the year, this is, this is the absolute game where they look back at Thanksgiving when they're having to listen to their overweight brother-in-law who's drunk and thinks he knows everything about everything, <laughs> and they're like, gosh, I wish I was still gambling. <laughs> well, they're not because of games exactly like this. Now, I'm not telling you I love Minnesota. You get in front of the San Francisco freight train, you're going to get run over a lot. But I will tell you, Minnesota is 9-1 against the spread their last 10 in the series when they play San Fran in Minnesota. But this will be a – you want to talk about pros versus Joes. This game is sitting at six and a half because they are inviting everybody that wants to to bet San Francisco minus the six and a half. And if they don't get there after a, a subpar Sunday, guys are going to go broke trying to get even on this Monday night game. PSA announcement right now, even if you're going to bet this game, do not bet a lot. The value is absolutely with Minnesota. Uh, San Francisco, easier to bet. Easier to play. Everybody hate what Kirk Cousins is. Vegas knows all of this, and they know where you $50 bettors are going to put your money. Be very, very careful. Minnesota plus the points is the value here. 
And then the biggest game on Saturday with the biggest playoff implications is probably 11 a.m. Penn State and Ohio State, two top 10 teams. Number seven, Penn State heads to Ohio State, number three. They're a five and a half point favorite, Ohio State. The total in this game is 45 and a half. This is probably the best game. I mean, Utah, USC is on later at night. That could be a good one. Alabama, Tennessee. uh, That was a great game last year. So what do you think of Penn State, Ohio State? Yeah, I, I would go under the total on this one. You know, we come into this game a lot not knowing as much about these two teams as we should, and almost always Ohio State gets it done. Uh, the 5 and those straight up their last five in the series. It's at Ohio State. If this game was in Happy Valley, I would give Penn State a, a fighter's chance. They have done nothing but cover this year and outperform the market. So I'm not sure Vegas knows exactly how good Penn State actually is or isn't. Uh, they're 5-0 and against the spread. Their last five on the road as well. Value toward Penn State because it's just more comfortable play Ohio State. Better play on the under. Look for both these coaches to not want to make mistakes. That is a, This is a classic Big Ten-type matchup. So uh, under the total, by far the best play in the game. Just a lean toward Penn State if you're playing a side. Jack, if our listeners go to your website, FatJackSports.com, and they sign up right now, what will they receive? Yeah, all the plays are emailed to you. Longer packages, they're text, and then they're posted and documented under the results tab. And more days than not, they're going to get you into profit. We win four out of every five weeks on average. We lost two weeks ago. We turned right around and won this last week. We're due for that big 11-1 and type run. Last Thursday, we were 2-0. and Last Friday, we were 2-0. and And then we won over the weekend. Go get signed up today. FatJackSports.com, 169 through Monday, 269 through Halloween, or about $70 a week to make money betting the games through the Super Bowl or beyond. NBA starts on Tuesday. Do not miss those plays. Also at FatJackSports.com. Thank you, Jack. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, Jack. Bye, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. There's one thing we take seriously, it's football and previewing the football weekend. And that's why we go to our guy, Chauncey. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man. Who was raised by the frozen tongue? It's time for Chauncey's picks with Black and Abdallah. Chauncey's Great Outdoors, 6 to 7 a.m. every Saturday morning. And Chauncey's brought to you by Mobile Warming by Field Shear. And Abdallah, it's time to get to Chauncey and his picks. How's he doing to this point this season? Chauncey is on absolute fire. Chauncey's picks the last two weeks, 7 and 0. Oh. He is now 13 and 7 on the year. That's right. Chauncey is picking him up and putting him down. All right, Chauncey, how about that? You know, I think you need to give my name and phone number to the guy who's on uh, before me. Fat Jack? <laughs> you want to be Fat on Jack. Fat Jack's service? 
you know, I think Fat Jack needs to talk to me, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll hook it up. Here's uh, Chauncey's uh, Moneyline Parlay brought to you by <laughs> Fat Jack. <laughs> All right, Chauncey, you're hot. Let's get to it. This week, Lions well, and Ravens. Who would win in a matchup between Lions and Ravens? Well, you know, that's an interesting game because, uh, you know, the Lions are, first of all, we've talked about them. They're big. They're strong. They're, uh, you know, and they're able to jump high and they're able to, you know, they're quick with their paws. The Ravens, they're the smartest critter in the woods. And, you know, they can dive, they can weave, they can fly, they can do this. And, I mean, they're not a little bird like a crow is a, probably about less, about half the size of a raven, really. There's that much of a difference. And I was just this was a tough one to go with because both of them have so many things that go for them in the wild in each one. But I'm going to... Lions. Lions? Okay, we got you down lions. Lions. I do have a lion follow-up question. Uh, Chauncey, I saw a video this week of a lion, a male lion, uh, an adult, uh, going out of its way to kill a little pup lion. A little... Whoa, whoa. Why are you watching these videos, man? I don't know. It was on the feed. Why why would the older adult go kill the the young lion? Why would that take place, Chauncey? Um, In nature... A lot of the male species uh, will kill any younger males that are in a pride, like a lion, they're a pride. They'll kill the younger one, which will then induce the female to go back in the heat so he can continue his line of, uh, you know, his, his pride. They're descendants from him. Okay. All right. And that See? happens in a number of spots in nature. See, Abdallah, you you think that's a stupid question. We just learned something. No, there. I just think that it was asked by a stupid person. All right, Chauncey, our <laughs> next matchup here, two birds, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. <laughs> well, you, you got a big bird, and then you got a little bird. You got Tweety, and you got a big bird. <laughs> okay. Now, the, the interesting thing with this one is, uh, you know, the Cardinals are, you know, they're quick birds, they're quite agile, zippity-doo-down around, but they're not good on the long run. They're going to tie you down. They're going to, they, they, they're not good for a long flight. You get a, a game where the Seahawks are able to get that ball up, out, and into the claws of someone downfield, they're in the end zone that quick. It's going to be that fast. I have to go with the Seahawks. Seahawks? All right. All right. Seahawks. Seahawks. Got Seahawks. it down. Final matchup for this week, Chauncey. It's a big one. Dolphins and Eagles. Who would win in that matchup? Dolphins and Eagles. You know, I've changed my pick three times waiting to get on. <laughs> I just, you know, it's going to be a big game. This That's the game to watch this yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the Dolphins, you know, as we've talked, they're, they're strength, they're strong. You know, I've gotten email from people that have listened to your show that say, a Dolphin can really hit a ball with its tail? <laughs> yeah. Go watch Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Come on. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, okay, you know, here we are with the Dolphins, and then we get the, you know, the Eagles. And it's like, oh, man, another one, a large bird, quick, uh, able to, you know, hang if there's enough wind for them so they can, you know, get down field, hang and get that ball. Uh, if the Dolphins don't knock it down before they, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. This yeah. is going to be a tough game. And I went with the Eagles, and then I went with the Dolphins. Then I went with the Dolphins, then I went with the Eagles. Then I went back. I said the boys want an answer, so the answer is 
Dolphins. Dolphins. All right. All Dolphins right. are locked in. Lions, Seahawks, it. Dolphins for Chauncey, his animal picks. Chauncey, this Saturday morning, 6 a.m., what will you have on the show? Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Um, well, two of the things we've got going on, I've got a good friend of mine, Doug Eide, who's a fishing guide up on the Lake Geneva area. And uh, we're going to be talking about all the great activities and fishing that has been going on with him this year so far. And it's really, he's catching a lot of fish and uh, getting a lot of people from our listenership that are coming out there and, and picking up on his tactics and his, his skill and stuff like that. And it's, it's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm really happy that he's doing that because uh, you don't get him. He's one of these guys that's just dedicated to get people out and on the water. And then we've got another gentleman coming on uh, who I think you guys just might enjoy. Mm. Uh, he's a very in, intriguing. He's another uh, gentleman who uh, enjoys the great outdoors. And I always like, you know, when you were my producers, guys, you know, yeah. I always tried yeah. to get the best <laughs> out there. And uh, so I've got another gentleman coming on that uh, we're just going to keep him a little bit of a secret right now. Oh, secret guest. Okay, all right, all right. How about that? That's a tease, a secret guest. Yes. All right. I'm trying to learn from you professionals about teasing. Mm, Uh, You're not learning anything from us. Yeah, yeah, not at all. (laughs) Thank you, Chauncey. How are your picks doing? Oh, our picks? Uh, We don't really do picks. Yeah, we we rely on you to give us the picks. Yeah. You know, someone, I was at uh, the Whiskey U yesterday, and yeah. a number of fans were uh, asking me about uh, what my picks were. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I'm not allowed per contract with <laughs> you guys yeah. to give that information out. You have to listen. On air only. Well, we yeah. appreciate that. that. That's what makes this segment great. But I was very surprised at how many of the guys there and ladies that were like, what are your picks this week? Well, Chauncey, <laughs> this, is a, this is a very uh, important segment here on the station. That's why. This is, oh, this yeah. is hot property right here. Yeah. Exactly, my friends. Well, you know what? Thanks so much for having me on like you always do. Absolutely. And uh, I can only hope. I'm a little nervous about this week, but (laughs) I I hope I'll be able to pull it off. Good luck, Chauncey. We'll be listening on Saturday, okay? You too, my friend. Thank you. All right, there he is. Thanks, Chauncey. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdel. That's right. Check out Chauncey's show. Chauncey's Great Outdoors, 6 to 7 a.m. Saturday mornings. And Chauncey's Football Picks is brought to you by Mobile Warming by Fuel Shear. It's getting cold out there, Chris. The weather is turning. It's raining right now. Mobile Warming by Fuel Shear has got you covered. It is wear the stuff that you can wear jackets socks uh they got paint they got everything gloves mittens whatever you want and it is powered by mobile warming it's got warming packs in it that you that you use with a bluetooth app you control it right from your phone you can adjust the temperature too hot too cold whatever you want to do it's perfect for watching you know if you got your kids playing a soccer game in this weather you don't want to be cold in that if you work construction if you're going to game they're stadium friendly their clothing is so you can wear them into games and uh and you'll get in just fine uh, and right now, for everybody listening, you get 25% off 
of mobile warming by FieldShear. Just use the promo code ESPN25. That's ESPN25. Go to FieldShear.com. Order your stuff today before it gets too cold. You want it to get here before it's too late. You don't want to freeze your butt off. Industry-leading fabric and mobile heating technologies combined as one. And and the stuff looks great. It does. It's awesome. Uh, we have a couple of jackets upstairs we just got today. Can't wait to get it on. And uh, the gloves look awesome. Mm-hmm. So. If you're worried about being cold, then, you know, today it's not that big of a deal, although the jacket would help with the rain. But as uh, the temperatures start to dip, mm-hmm. you see uh, in about a week, we're going to oh, get yeah. down to the 30s yeah. overnight. Yeah. they've got uh, So, yeah, get ready. Get geared up now. It's not just jackets, too, and, and gloves. They sent us a sweatshirt. It's just like a hooded sweatshirt. It's good. That the, the pouch has hand warmers yeah. in it. It's mobile it. warming from inside the pouch just for your hands. It's awesome. It's Blocking Abdal here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Coming up next, the song of the night. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Kevin Zipak and to Kendra Smith for producing tonight's show of Black and Abdallah. We'll return tomorrow night. Black and Abdallah will be back at 6 o'clock, 6 to 8. All calls welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah. We'll be back to talk to you tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. Also, we'll be with Carmen and Yurko starting at noon right here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah, it's time for the song of the night. I want to rock! Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. Got a bit of a build on this one, Abdallah. Oh, I don't gonna, even know. We got a fill? Well, I mean, I just think it's one that we're going to just have to... No, it, you, you gotta hit the musical post. Like you hit the musical post. Tonight's song, we go to Fatboy Slim right here, right now, mm. from 1999. Wow. It's your song of the night. Each night around 6.50 tonight, we have Bears Weekly. So we give you the song of the night an hour late. Yeah. Here on the night show. Uh, by the way, we will also be joining in progress baseball coverage, the ALCS, coming up when we're done in five minutes. Morons. Yeah. The Rangers and the Astros. Bottom two. Okay. We'll get to that in just a moment. I'm trying to fill here for this song. That's, yeah. that's what I'm trying yeah, to do. The fat boys. To the it's yeah. a lot, yeah. right? There you go. Because we're idiots. Okay. Uh, For some reason, last Friday night, we featured Right Now by Van Halen. Yeah. And for the last four songs of the night, we have featured songs with the title Right Now. 
right here, right now by Fatboy Slim. Do you remember this era of music when like Fatboy Slim was a thing? I remember the era where like Fatboy Slim, Moby, DJ Shadow, like the Executioners. Oh yeah, uh, um, yes, I remember like, that. All those like DJ type bands, like not really bands, but like. DJ before like you it got was before Calvin, DJs became big. Yeah, before you got the Calvin Harris's back when like raves were more underground and not at Vegas clubs and that kind of thing. Like before, it wasn't as mainstream. No, it definitely was not. Like you, like you'd be listening to Q and One and you'd hear all your you know late '90s staples and then they would mix this in and you'd be like, okay, Chemical Brothers, Chemical Brothers for yeah. sure. I was just gonna ask yeah. if you considered Chemical Brothers to be <laughs> yeah. part of that. Absolutely, yeah. big fan. Absolutely, yeah. medium fan, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I remember even, that. I would say even like Daft Punk. This is sure. like the Daft Punk era, early too. Early Daft Punk. Yeah, early Daft Punk is great. Early LCD sound system, too, in there. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was quite the time to be alive. So there you go. Uh, for some reason, we have a theme where we're playing songs with the title Right Now this week. Yeah, so this song samples uh, James and the Gang's Ashes in the Rain and I. Uh, it also uses this that voice that right here, right now, is Angela Bassett oh, from a movie. See, there you from go. From the movie Strange Days. Fat Boy Slim, it's your song of the night right here, here right I'll now. Here, get you the club. volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo we will join in progress astros rangers alcs that's next on espn 1000 this is black and abdallah on espn chicago chicago's home for sports This baguette guy?